COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Play the victory music. Howdy folks, Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. 
is this what winning feels like? Because we've we've gotten a lot of wins in the past, week, and we're starting off with um, one of our wins. So we're going to talk about it. Bill to halt changes to medical marijuana program advance in the legislature. The the main House of Representatives approved one bill, one hundred and seventeen to twenty five late Wednesday, and the Senate followed suit Thursday. Excuse me. So as you guys know. There have been attempts by big marijuana to to ruin and defile the best medical marijuana program and the flagship medical marijuana program of the Eastern Seaboard. And they failed in doing so. They have failed in doing so. They, they were made to eat crow and they were made to take a gigantic L. And I couldn't be happier. I really couldn't because... Um, Maine is the only state in the in, in the East Coast that sells cannabis that people can actually afford for medical purposes. Um, it's it's controlled by by s- small farmers and 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 caregivers, and it's not just it's not ran by big cannabis like mo- most of the East Coast, where it's it's just a bunch of companies that that do it only to make a, a bunch of cash. That make it in them. They make bulk cannabis, and they don't do it with love and and, and care that, that that the plant deserves. You know, it's just a bunch of, of millionaires wanting to make a buck. But with this caregiver, with, with the main caregiver scene, um, Maine has had cannabis, has had medicals for for over two decades, and and a lot of these caregivers have been doing this for a very very long time. Um, at this point in time, there, there, there are probably many of these caregivers that are, that have, that have grown children or children that are in, in college. The, the, these, these businesses have provided medicine to so many people throughout Maine and throughout the country. And the, many of these excellent caregivers, again, they're, they've been so successful over the decades that they've made enough to be able to, to, to pay for tuition for their daughter or their son. Big cannabis was literally trying to take food from people's mouths. They were literally trying to prevent people from 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 being able to afford college for their children or grandchildren. It was imperative that we that we prevented big cannabis from getting its paws on the best medical marijuana program in the country and defiling it and making it expensive and you know um getting rid of the charm and and the 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 love that this small grower and small farmer scene has 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 has, that's been created in the great state of maine we have to protect this flagship program with everything we got this it it ain't over it ain't over they're gonna try they're gonna try to to defile it again but again we scored a really really big win this year and we gotta we we gotta be happy about it but we gotta still stay vigilant so let me let me read the article written by hannah leclaire and this is from the press herald a bill that supporters believe could help save Maine's medical marijuana program from a set of controver- controversial proposed rule changes is one step closer to becoming law after receiving initial approval from both the state House of Representatives and Senate this week. Co-sponsored by Rep. By Rep. Lynn Williams, Democrat of Bar Harbor, and Senator Troy Jackson, Democrat of uh, Aristook. LD-1242 would halt a set of proposed real changes to the medical marijuana program and require the main office of medical or the main office of marijuana policy to consult caregivers, patients, physicians, medical professionals with experience in the industry before making major changes. Good. 
the Maine House of Representatives approved a bill, approved the bill 117 to 25 late Wednesday, and the Senate followed suit Thursday afternoon. The Maine House of Representatives approved the bill 117 to 25 late Wednesday, and the Senate follows suit Tuesday, Thursday afternoon. The bill will go back to the House for reenactment and then to the Senate for the same, but neither had happened by the deadline Thursday. Under the bill, the House of Marijuana Policy would be required to develop a process for hiring consultants, excuse me, to advise on any proposed rule change or any other changes to the program regulating the state's number one cash crop. In January, the regulatory office released a preliminary draft of the rule changes to the medical program that officials were meant to said were meant to align the program with state law. Among other things, the proposed rules would require all registered medical cannabis providers, dispensaries, and manufacturing facilities to implement a seat to sale or to a track or trace system currently used in the adult use program. You know what I think about that? I think it's fazool. I think it's nonsense that they're trying to do. I think it's tyranny. I think they're, I think by trying to enact something like that, they were trying to sabotage the medical marijuana program. And all of us saw the nonsense that they were trying to do for exactly what it was. You know, never, never believe the government when they're saying, never believe the government when they're saying they're trying to do something for your benefit. Most of the time, it's for the benefit of the people of, of, of the big corporations that pay off these politicians. So when, when you hear of a big push for something for your own safety, again, it's, indus, it's, it's industry titans and industry big fish trying to rig the industry in their favor and to kill their competition. That's what that is. Never believe government when they're saying they're doing something for your safety. Never believe it. Never fall for it. Because as you can see, they were trying to kill the caregiver scene in Maine. And we would not let them. And we're not going to let them. Don't, again, be skeptical of our government. Our government has done a lot of effed up things. But again, let's, let's continue. That would require providers to track all marijuana plants and harvest ma marijuana daily from immature plant to point of sale or disposal. That would create a record in case of contamination of illness and also help keep illicit product out of the legal market and vice versa. The proposed rules would require strict security measures, including 24-hour camera surveillance, tyranny, and an alarm system. Surveillance data would have to be stored for 30 days. Tyranny. Tyranny and government overreach. For months, medical marijuana providers known in the industry as caregivers have been sounding the alarm, worried that the requirement security systems alarm track and trace and other changes would be too expensive for them to survive. It'd be too expensive, it'd be too tyrannical, and it would kill something that has already been working for over two decades. Maine has had medical since 99. Okay, it's old enough, it's old enough to buy alcohol. If it ain't broke, do not fix it. It's been fine. You, you didn't need those rules in 1999 or 2000, and you don't need these rules now. Again, this is only meant to, to sabotage these small growers um, and allow these big cannabis entities to ruin what Maine has created over the past two decades. That's all this is. And again, what makes our government so insidious is, is that they, they say that they're doing something for your benefit, 
but it's to the don it's to their donors benefit it's not to your benefit they're doing these safety measures to their donors benefit not to the benefit of patients they they exploit they exploit legitimate things our government exploits legitimate reasons and ex they exploit legitimate things and 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 they use that to to break our trust and to to squeeze what their donors want and to the to the detriment of the voters and the taxpayers that put them in that's what makes our government so effed up and that's why so many people don't trust it they say that they're doing things to your benefit but then you, you do the reading and you do the research and it's to their donors benefit you know it's like it's like the it's like the war in iraq or whatever like when we had 9 11 like uh, like a lot of people were willing to give bush so much leeway to do, do what's needed to, to to get the people that caused 9 11 but then they made it seem like like Iraq was related to the destruction of the Twin Towers. And then they they hustled us into that war, even though that war had nothing to do with getting the people that caused 9-11. Again, this is why people don't trust government. Oh, man. For months, medical marijuana providers known in, this, known in the industry as caregivers have been sounding the alarm, worried that the requirements, security systems, alarm, track and trace, and other changes will be too expensive for them to survive. According to LD1242, the proposed changes go beyond the permitted technical changes and are instead major changes that warrant legislative involvement and oversight. If passed, the bill would change the designation for such changes to major substantive, substantive effective J July 1st, requiring legis legislative input and a more robust public process for any future rule changes. Mark Bennett, a caregiver and founder of the Maine Craft Cannabis Association on Thursday, called the vote a pretty amazing achievement for the power of the people. Quote, the most important thing he said is that the bill would protect all our patients from losing access to affordable therapeutic medicine and protects the small businesses that were going to face some very some really terrible financial consequences the bill and its anticipated passage brings to an end the seven or eight months of work for for barnett and other supporters who started working late last year because we knew that the proposed rule changes were coming and were going to be hostile and aggressive However, he said he hopes caregivers in the Office of Marijuana Policy see it as a starting point rather than a conclusion. Quote, the bill says that this is a very that this is a very important and currently wayward process. So here's a better way to do that. Have the legislature involved and bring to the industry, the actual industry, and not just the few large corporate players an opportunity to actually have a constructive conversation about how this industry should be regulated. The bill would also require that before implementing a statewide electronic portal for caregiver businesses, the department use, use existing resources to study the economic effects that new rules or changes may have and how they may impact patient access to medical marijuana. If this bill passes, the Department of Administrative and Financial Services would also be required to submit a report on its pro process to the Veterans and Legal Affairs Committee by January 15, 2022. On Wednesday, the Senate approved a, a similar bill, LD 1319, which would halt new rules governing the medical marijuana program until December 
2023 and would require the Office of Marijuana Policy to use existing resources to study both the economic impact and the potential effects of patient access to medical marijuana before making any changes. The bill proposed by Senator Matthew Pugliot, Republican of Kennebec, would also reinstate a cap on the number of medical cannabis dispensaries allowed in Maine. Dispensaries would be limited to 14 statewide and new registrant. There are already eight licensed dispensaries would have to be a main resident for at least four years. The requirement would be in effect until 2025. The state's medical marijuana program, which has more than 3000 registered caregivers and eight dispensaries, has garnered over 266 million in sales last year, making cannabis Maine's most valuable crop. As amended, the bill would remove the annual third-party audit, allow caregivers to sell plants to qualifying patients, and prohibit any statewide portal from tracking the names and birthdays of patients. The amended version would also preclude the Office of Marijuana Policy from requiring video surveillance or security systems for the home-based caregivers and create an exemption for small-style caregivers for the record-keeping requirements. LD 1319 was expected to go to the House on Thursday night. Huge win by the grassroots. This is what happens when we make our voices known and we say that we do not want tyranny and we do not want the corporate cannabis MSO thugs ruining the flagship program of the Eastern Seaboard. We won't, we won't have it and we will not tolerate. Period, point blank, and full stop. And before I end the episode, um, so I'll just, I'm, I'm going to put a link to this, but these are the, so these are a lot of the mofos that voted against the, the good, good patients of, of the main cannabis program and voted against these small businesses and these small craft caregivers. So again, these are, so the X's are the no votes or the no votes that voted in favor of the MSOs. So I'll just scroll past this so y'all could see it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read all of these, but I'll just, I'll, uh, what I will do is I'll, I'll put a link to this. As always, you can find me anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor and you can do this by going to h t t p s 
colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to join the ever-expanding I am Canvas Sativa podcast planet on Discord. We Yes, we've got a Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.